0: Would invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, as we uh, prepare to come before your word this day, um, we ask that you would help uh, release us of anything that is getting in the way, God. Um, may we hear the angels' words, do not be afraid and let go of any fear that we are holding on to, uh, may you clear our minds of any worry um, or anxiety um, that is keeping us from just settling into your presence and hearing the word you have for us this day. God, it truly is a joy uh, to be with one another and to be with you, uh, to be reminded, oh Lord, that you truly are Emmanuel. Um, Our God with us, help us to hear and experience that good news of great joy this morning. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Our scripture this morning uh, comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Let's listen to God's word for us together this day. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So next week, we will join shepherds on a hillside when an angel of the Lord stands before them saying, do not be afraid, for look, I bring you good news of great joy we do not know exactly what the scene looked like when Joseph first got the news that his fiancée Mary was pregnant. We don't know for sure who told him or where he was or how long after the angel Gabriel's visit to Mary that it was before he learned of it. What I do think it is safe to assume is that when Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant, that news was anything but good and that the last thing it would have brought him was great joy. Scripture tells us that it is because Joseph is righteous that he was unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace, so he planned to divorce her quietly. This is a reminder to us that being righteous at its heart isn't just about following the rules. For the law itself wouldn't have required this level of care and concern for Mary. Joseph is righteous in the truest and fullest sense of the word. He is living rightly in the way that God intends because he is living and acting from a place of love. A place that isn't focused just on his needs, his hurt, the ways he is wronged but leave space for him to consider the one he clearly loved and respected enough to want to act in ways that would not harm her. It is the evidence of that love and respect that makes it clear to us how devastating this good news of great joy would have been for Joseph. Mary's pregnancy has turned his word up, world upside down. His, it's changed all his future plans, And it means he must sever a relationship that clearly means something significant for him. It's in the midst of all of that turmoil that an angel appears with news that will turn his world upside down yet again. The child that is to be born is the work of the Holy Spirit. The one Mary is carrying will be called Jesus. For the God Joseph worships is not content to stay at a distance. But instead is Emmanuel, God with us, who is sending this God's son to save us from ourselves. What Dr. Andrew Zersky, a professor at Austin Seminary, reminds us in his reflection on Joseph's encounter with the angel, is that while the angel reassures Joseph and makes his call to wed Mary and care for the child Jesus clear, it doesn't mean that call was going to be easy. Joseph and Mary still live in the world that dictates that Joseph should divorce her, quietly or not. Their marriage will begin as they together bear a weighty task. The road to Bethlehem and the road that will continue to unfold for their son from there will not be an easy one to navigate nor to witness. Zersky reflects, When we consider the the particularly of the human actors involved, we realize that good news of great joy seldom arrives without personal complications, difficulties, and struggle. What is of God doesn't always enter the world in ways that are convenient, smooth, or personally easy. He names that he will often hear his seminary students talk about seeking God's calling by looking for open doors or easy pathways. Yet Joseph's story reminds us that when we commit to being agents of God's kingdom breaking into the world, our lives may be disrupted and disturbed as a result. The coming of God's great joy into the world is good, good news, but rarely is it easy It was back in 2015 that men whose lives bear witness to that truth met to discuss joy Archbishop Desmond Tutu traveled to India for the 80th celebration of the Dali, 80th birthday celebrations of the Dalai Lama and during a week together there The two worked with interviewer and author Douglas Abrams to create the Book of Joy, which they partnered on together in hopes that it would be a birthday gift to the world. This picture captures the spirit of that week and this project. As he made the trip, Archbishop Tutu was in the middle of battling a reoccurrence of the prostate cancer that ended up causing his death just last year. As he prepared to reunite with his fellow leader and dear friend, he reflected, We are fragile creatures, and it is from weakness, not despite it, that we discover the possibility of true joy. Life is filled with challenges and adversity. Fear is inevitable, as is pain and eventually death. Take the return of the prostate cancer, he reflected, Well, it does focus the mind. He goes on. Discovering more joy does not, I'm sorry to say, save us from the inevitability of hardship and heartbreak. In fact, we may cry more easily, but we will laugh more easily too. Perhaps we are just more alive. Yet as we discover more joy, we can face suffering in a way that ennobles rather than embitters. We have hardship without becoming hard. We have heartbreak without being broken. Both Archbishop Tutu and the Dalai Lama faced incredible adversity and oppression in their lifetimes. They have had plenty to fear over the course of their years, and yet in the face of that fear, both remained faithful to their sense of divine call upon their lives as they spent a week talking together about the source of joy in the midst of the adversity and struggle they faced, they focused in on eight pillars that all work to move us outside of a focus just on ourselves, to connect us with others. Their eight pillars of joy include perspective, humility, humor, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion and generosity in the children's book that was also published as a result of their week together the little book of joy they share their wisdom in this way we discovered that the more joy we shared the more joy we had and the more joy we had the more joy we could share If Joseph would have let fear rule his heart, it would have kept him from sharing joy with his wife, Mary, sharing joy with his son, Jesus, sharing joy with the God who placed a call upon his life. None of what lay before Joseph would have been simple or easy. There would have been struggle and pain, worry and grief along the journey. And yet, despite those realities, and because of them too, there was great joy. Great joy that the angels will tell us was shared with and meant for all people. What fear, what worry is getting in the way of your joy? Ponder that a minute. Or at least a few seconds. What fear, what worry is getting in the way of your joy? The consistency of the angels' messages reverberate through these Advent weeks. Do not be afraid. In our scripture today, we learn the most central reason we do not need to fear as we live this life. It is the good news of great joy for all people. We will hear the angels proclaim to the shepherds a week from now. A son is to be born to a virgin, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. We do not need to be afraid, for we are not isolated. We are not alone. When we must walk through struggle and pain, worry and grief, we do not face those things alone. God is with us. And it is also so significant that Emmanuel doesn't mean God with you. God is with us. And we are called to be with one another. And when we open our eyes to this truth, when we don't let our fear keep us from it, we will discover joy. We will discover that the more joy we share, the more joy we have, and the more joy we have, the more joy we can share. So do not be afraid, for unto Mary a son is born, and he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Do not be afraid. This is good news of great joy. God is with us, which means we are also with one another. And with God, with one another, there is joy. Joy to share, joy to have, more joy for you, for me, more joy for us all. Amen.